0: Gonna see you up.
1: Yeah, he's going to see you. I said, I've been to Joe, Benson Joe, Benson Joe, Benson Joe, do. Hey everybody! Welcome to episode two hundred and twenty-five of Up for Discussion, the emotionally honest comedy podcast where we take your questions and dish out hot truths and tasty goofs. I'm Tom Zlatni.
0: I'm Adrian Schoen.
1: You checking your watch? Oh, I was checking. <laughs> we the... just started the show. You're like, oh, when are we done?
0: I was checking the date because of the the release date on the top. Got me very confused. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> We're like. We'll peek behind the curtain here. We're, we're about a week ahead. Yeah, no. And I, I have a,
0: a birthday coming up and I was like, my mom's coming to visit at the same time. And I was like, shit.
1: is my mom coming tonight. Right? <laughs> That's cool. How long is she in town for?
0: Uh, just, like, for a long, like, half a week. Nice. Long weekend.
1: That's fun. Yeah. Has she been up in a while?
0: Not since last summer, but as a Patreon subscriber, (laughs) she's very important to the (laughs) the organization. Yeah.
1: If she wants to see the studio, like, feel free to... (laughs) reach out and set something up. I don't know. I, I'll I ask, like,
0: but so, I have a feeling she just wants to sit in the yard and drink rosé with me. That's a good life. <laughs> it's I, not bad.
1: Sometimes people are like, I'm going to be in town and I'd love to see the studio, and I'm like, alright, yeah. yeah." set something up. <laughs> this is not an open invitation to anyone listening. <laughs> it's just an invitation to Adrian's mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how's your week?
0: Oof. I've... I've... Yeah. Um, all right,
1: got a little higher at the end there.
0: Yeah, no, I actually have no memory of anything past five minutes ago. So it's uh, I'm trying to sort out what it was or what it wasn't.
1: Right. <laughs> I feel that. I feel like it
0: was busy, mm-hmm. but I feel like they all are. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, I get that. This week has been like it's. We went from like gross, gross cold to like. Instant death Gross over the hot. course week, yeah. Yeah, like like we we had sort of late winter, early spring weather. Yeah, like Montreal doesn't really get a spring. No, but like we really just dove straight from that to like sweltering heat. So yeah, you know, yeah. I'm used to having like a little bit of warning, you know.
0: Well, and it's not like other places that have air conditioning ready made. Uh, you know, if you <laughs> go to America, the, the beautiful thing about being in America is that when it's hot and sweltering, you walk into a grocery store and those those like automatic doors open and you feel this whoosh of yeah. air conditioning and it's just like an instant fridge in your face <laughs> and it's on so intensely and none of that exists here no um because it, it just never gets hot enough long enough for that to be a thing so it, it's uh but we sat in the yard you know we barbecued a little nice. had a beer it was nice oh,
1: it must be nice having a yard that's yeah. the one thing like our place has like a big like front lawn But we were talking about this, the difference between a lawn and a yard, right? Because you don't really hear people say back lawn. Mm -hmm. And that's because a backyard is usually fenced in. And that's the difference. You can have a front yard if it's fenced in.
0: Well, it's privacy.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you can't really use a lawn for anything except like gardening. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's just a A lawn is a chore. A yard (laughs) is a a haven.
1: Yeah. (laughs) A yard is, but what it is, is a yard is something that landlords will advertise Mm -hmm. and a lawn is not.
0: (laughs) But Montreal, especially in the plateau, has this really, like, kind of lovely front yard thing. Like, there's a little bit of a porch culture, mm. like the Old South, where people kind of sit on the front. And usually it's grisly French-Canadian people smoking right. and sitting with their dogs. But, like, you kind of watch the world go by and yeah. have a lemonade. And
1: <laughs> They call it Balconville. <laughs> Do they really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's an established thing, yeah. yeah. yeah Apparently a... it's
0: because of the plague. Oh. So they they felt that greenery was more conducive to health. Okay. So it was mandated that you had to have a little patch of green in the front. oh,
1: that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> is I, it? I don't know. We uh we went for a walk through Westmount the other day, which is like for anyone listening, Westmount is a city inside of Montreal, kinda like the Vatican is inside of Rome. And it's like
0: <laughs> But it's like suburban yuppies who yeah. speak English. <laughs> yeah,
1: well of course, you know and the Pope lives there. He's yeah. got he's got his Westmount house. Sure. Um but it's like uh it's very much just a, a suburb, but yeah. it's like a downtown suburb, so it's weird mm-hmm. to think of it that way. Um but it's like gorgeous and all the houses are multiple tens of millions of dollars yada yada um and i've been playing pokemon go again (laughs) so we went for a long walk the other day and uh while we're walking through i'm realizing like oh like all of the houses here are really really nice like substantially nicer than the houses in my already like fairly good neighborhood but um you can tell which ones are the nice ones (laughs) like you know like like there's 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 They're all rich people, Mm -hmm. but some of them are rich people with nice houses, and some of them are rich people whose houses are just nicer than my house because I'm poor. Right.
0: Actually, I was watching uh, John Wick with my husband last night because he hadn't (laughs) seen it, and uh, he literally got mad when he saw John Wick's house, and I was like, are you mad at the hitman in the movie (laughs) because his place is so nice? He's like, I am.
1: I'm really mad. (laughs) <laughs> is, is it Keanu Reeves in that? Yeah. Yeah. I just watched a Keanu Reeves movie the other night that I didn't know was going to be a Keanu Reeves movie. Oh, surprise. It's uh, Always Be My Maybe. Have you seen this yet? uh uh-uh. It's this new Netflix rom-com with Ali Wong and uh, Randall Park. Okay. It's great. Yeah. Like a lot better than I expected it to be. I kind of thought, eh, you know, rom-com, it might just be sort of fluff, but it was so good.
0: Yeah. I heard that he was in kind of a rom-com thing recently. It's
1: a weird part and I'm I'm real into it. <laughs>
0: he's having such a moment right now. Keanu Reeves, like everybody all of a sudden, yeah, everybody's like all of a sudden Keanu Reeves is a good guy. (laughs) And I, I gotta say like, He's really kicking the shit out of Tom Cruise in his own game, Mm -hmm. like being the stunt guy who's affable and charming, but doing it in a way that genuinely people believe he's like a good person as opposed to Tom Cruise, who just seems to be some sort of mechanism for movie making.
1: Yeah. Well, Tom Cruise is is a Scientologist. Right. Right. Like he's (laughs) he's sort of just a, a robot at this point.
0: Yeah, maybe. But mm-hmm. he has a, a very strong on screen charisma. Mm-hmm.
1: You know who I keep thinking is Tom Cruise for half a second when I see him in things and then being like, nope, that's not Tom Cruise. That's John Barrowman? Is John Barrowman. Oh. they Their faces are just enough alike, and I don't watch enough things with either of them in them. But yeah. every time I see him, I'm like, oh, Tom Cruise is in this. No, wait, this guy is twice his height. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he's a much burlier man. <laughs> But they they have kind of the same sort of cap smile.
1: Yeah, that's it. Like, I'd believe them as brothers. Yeah, maybe. Yeah.
0: Maybe well, a different mother.
1: Sure. hmm Yeah.
0: <laughs> maybe Emilio Estevez situation to uh, right. Charlie Sheen.
1: <laughs> it's hard to keep track of who, um, who among the Sheens are, like, related and how. Like, Michael Sheen, turns out, not, not even one of them. <laughs>
0: not even close. Welsh. <laughs> 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 Michael Sheen's father... Fun fact: was a Jack Nicholson impersonator.
1: Huh. Mine too. <laughs> <laughs> I remember once we we're so we were about to start watching the Twilight movies. This was like last year. At one point, mm-hmm. Tever found out I hadn't seen them. Yada yada, and um, I looked up the cast because I was like, Oh, I wonder who's in this. But I was just looking on Wikipedia where it lists names but doesn't show faces and I saw Michael Sheen and thought it was Martin Sheen for a second and got different way too excited.
0: <laughs> oh, because you love the West Way. Yeah.
1: <laughs> of course. I was like, oh God, Jed Bartlett's a vampire. No. No, he's not.
0: I have such a thing for Michael Sheen. Yeah. Yeah, me and Sarah Silverman apparently. Although Is Sarah I don't Silverman think... into him? Well they they dated for a long time. Okay. I don't know if they still are I don't think huh. so. Fair but uh, oh, Underworld so sexy. You
1: know, I think he's maybe just not my type because I've never, I've never looked at Michael Sheen and been like, yeah, that does it for me. Mm, underworld, <laughs> Rise of the Lichens. Oh, hold on, I'm seeing him with like gray hair and a beard for the first time all right okay
0: (laughs) he's very versatile like i can't think of another actor who's played a werewolf a vampire tony blair like three times uh somebody with like ocd like he's just all over the map he's never been (laughs) categorized as any one thing Hmm. masters of sex that's a very you know Uh,
1: i just found out about that is that good
0: um first season i very much enjoyed okay i actually knew one of the I went to high school with somebody who was a Raider on
1: that. You went to high school with Martin Sheen? No. That'd Michael be, Sheen? I'm I mean, very old <laughs> in he, either case. Or he was very old and it was just sort of a Hollywood <laughs> he situation. was at
0: 21 Jump Street. He was a narc. He was <laughs> implanted in my them. high school. No one was buying it.
1: <laughs> he was on the West Wing while you were in high school and it was confusing. Why is the president in
0: our school? He's in my poli-sci class. <laughs>
1: Very weird. So weird. You know what else is weird? Oh,
0: What is weird?
1: <laughs> My attempt at segwaying into...
0: <laughs> I tried to help. <laughs> I know,
1: and, and I just... I ruined it, you know?
0: <laughs> I, I gave you a very convincing setup.
1: You did. Before we go to the cash corner, we got a word from a sponsor.
0: Ooh. Ooh
1: this episode is brought to you in part by chaos. Chicka. That's chaos with a K. You looking to produce some high-quality branded content without breaking the bank? Chaos makes content marketing easy, affordable, and accessible by offering a studio on-demand model and various subscription packages that make it easy to create consistent content for your audience and potential customers. You want professional sound equipment for podcasts and voiceovers? Cinema-grade cameras, lenses, and lighting packages? How about live stream capability and event hosting? Chaos! Whether your business is starting a podcast, building a video empire, or adding live streams to your social media pages, they've got the package that will help you create consistent, reliable content for your audience. Go to createchaos.com or check them out on Instagram at createchaos to find out more. That's create chaos with a K. Chaos. The K is on chaos, not on create. The, the create has a C. That's C, create, K, chaos.
0: KC, like Kansas City. Ooh. <laughs>
1: we talking about the one in Kansas or the one in Missouri. Missouri, weirdly. I'm into it. Guys, welcome to The Cash Corner, the part of the show where we shamelessly ask you to give us money. Today, though, we're doing something a little different. What? Oh. Instead of just asking you for money, I want to encourage you to leave a rating and review of our show on iTunes. It only takes a minute, but it helps us out a lot. And little special thing here because it's pride month here's an extra incentive if at least one new person leaves us a review before the end of this month we'll donate $10 to the Trevor Project $10 what? that's one person $10 for for a thing that takes you a minute Trevor Project (laughs) and for every additional review we get we'll add a dollar to that amount So two reviews makes it 11, three reviews makes it 12, but no reviews makes it zero. I don't care about charity that much. That's not true. I've already donated $10 to the Trevor Project this month. So you can make me double the amount I donated by leaving one review. Be the first one or the second or third, you know, however, it'd be great if a lot of you did it. You can help us grow our show while also helping the LGBT youth that the Trevor Project helps. Everybody wins. So do that. Leave a review. Thank you. If you pledge as little as a dollar a month to us at patreon.com slash up for discussion, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, Carlea Thomas, George, Poppy, Jan, Killian, Angie, Sarah, Angelica, Will, Anne, Andrew, Laura, and Kate. That's Kate with a C, not a K. Chaos. <laughs> you'll get early access to bonus content, little behind-the-scenes updates, and all kinds of other sweet perks as well. And if you give us at least $5 a month, you get to submit the featured question for an episode once per cycle on the show.
0: Oh, yeah today's featured patreon question comes from will who says I'm getting married well done will yeah and lock it down have to make vows all caps and speeches and shit ideas
1: will needs to make shit
0: I I would uh, from the tone of the question I would say that you don't actually have to do anything
1: that's true. <laughs>
0: Because I very much remember in my wedding that uh, the question of vows, like writing your own vows came up. And I was like, I'm doing a lot of other shit. I'm already getting married. The action of itself being an announcement. I don't really want to sit down and write a speech that I have to scrutinize <laughs> over. Right. I will be opting out of this <laughs> portion of it. Uh, and then I think I got duped into at least reciting something or repeating something. Hmm. So
1: um, To have and to hold, et cetera.
0: Well, I don't think that was it, but um, some sort of a thing. Right. But it does occur to me that it would be a better scenario instead of doing a vow, mm-hmm. um, because the world and and the promises that you you make being of your own making, uh, unless you are adhering to like a religious template, which mm-hmm. if you're writing your own vows, I'm guessing maybe you're not. Yeah. Um. Maybe have a contract on which re-ups every five years. Hmm. So I promise to adhere to a contract that will be drafted at a regular interval (laughs) and updated to reflect our daily uh, needs and and to have that change and reflect as a living document, Hmm. much like the Declaration of Independence, um, just continuing to evolve as your
1: relationship changes uh, over time. Hmm. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. 13 years into the marriage, you can add a part where one of you is allowed to have a gun.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know, shit
1: changes. (laughs) Then maybe later you can not have a gun anymore.
0: (laughs) You know that five-year revision. You're like, you know, we we made this promise that we would be able to have the gun and hold the gun within the house, but we will no longer continue that practice. As you uh, shot a hole in the front window, and uh, this has been disruptive to our lives, so no longer will we have or hold guns. Yeah, and we move on.
1: Yeah, I think that's reasonable I I definitely think there is something to the idea of like Having a constant like freedom to together reassess Mm -hmm. Like how things work I think is the only way to be in a relationship long term Yeah Like you can't just like decide day one These are the rules and like we're never going to break them Because at some point you're both going to start to resent something about Mm -hmm. it And like people change And like you, one of you might like no longer want to prioritize those things And like the the only way to like stay happy and functional is to like be okay with communicating like hey you know what this actually isn't working for me anymore so let's like figure that out
0: yeah i think like it should be an anniversary celebration in which you negotiate (laughs) and revise your contract
1: yeah it's an annual contract renewal. Yes. Yeah,
0: this but, makes perfect sense to I, me.
1: You know, I think if if marriage is going to act like an institution, maybe it needs to act like a corporation instead. Maybe. You know, <laughs> um, I think. Well, if you are having trouble like writing vows, um, you could improvise. Amanda's going <laughs> to kill me for suggesting that. <laughs> I went to high school with Will's fiance. Okay. Um, I, I think d- maybe don't improvise. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't do it. Um, but but like you know, do improvise in front of a camera, or or in front of a word document, depending, and then edit it into something coherent. Right. Like because that's ultimately what it is when you when you have to write something. What you're doing is sitting down and like putting to page thoughts that you're having. Right.
0: Well, here's a thought. Like get yourself in a loose state. Maybe have a couple of drinks. Do Maybe a weed. sit down in front of, yeah, do do weed. Whatever your, you know, whatever makes you kind of loose and, and loosens up the tongue and makes you sentimental.
1: Eat something spicy.
0: Yeah. Whatever your thing is and then sit down in front of the camera and just ramble mm. like crazy about, you know, what, it why you're doing this, what it means to you, like get real up in there in <laughs> the feelings and then take that and then cut that down into something that, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, get every feeling you have ever had about her out onto the paper, and then pick, like, four. <laughs> pick four of the good things.
0: <laughs> or reassess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, this is tricky. I I mean, I, I've never been married, so the closest thing mm-hmm. I've gotten to, like, having to recite any kind of vow is, like, baptismal vows, oh. which which are very much like, do you, you know agree to like or do do you like recognize jesus as like legit like yeah it's
0: your relationship with jesus yeah who doesn't talk back much
1: yeah exactly yeah well and then the church that the interesting thing with baptism at least in the tradition i grew up in is that like they then the congregation has a part as well where the pastor turns to them and is like do you guys vow to make sure tom doesn't fuck up too much (laughs) yeah cool do you like vow to you know sort of help him out if he's like having trouble with stuff yeah all right sick and like i think there is something like you know there there is something of value to pre-written things like this right because mm-hmm. they kind of point you in a direction right like yeah you, i mean the, the yeah. whole
0: point of uh because you can have a civil ceremony or you mm-hmm. can be legally married on on paper but the entire point in the modern era of or in even any era is to stand up in front of your friends and family and make the declaration that this person is now included into one of you. You right. are now part of my family. I'm part of your family. We're all part of the same clan now. Mm-hmm. Um, and no matter what happens down the road in your life, even if you divorce, you are still part of that family. You can't undo mm-hmm. that. That is the statement that you make that is forever connected
1: mm-hmm.
0: and cannot be taken back. Right. Because that was always a dis- – just. even if it was – a vegas 24 hour thing like that's hmm. on your record that right. you said this person is now part of your family you right. made that decision
1: now uh, it, it is worth saying that like you can ditch your family eventually <laughs> true. if you if you do get if it comes to that like divorce Like, I I prickle at the idea that, like, getting divorced means still having to be part of your ex's family. Oh, you don't have to hang out with them. I'm not saying
0: (laughs) that, like, that you have to come to Easter. Right. Like, and it depends on the longer that you're together, the more your uh, lives are entangled. So if you have children together, you will forever have a relationship with them in one way or another unless they're massive assholes and are ostracized from the community in general right um
1: yeah that's true it's it's you make a vow with an understanding that like i'm confident enough in wanting to spend time with you that i am willing to like have a relationship with your family that will hopefully always be good but that might at some point be really awkward and uncomfortable right yeah (laughs) (laughs) which like to be fair like that's just what all social situations are like right if you get fired from a job You have an awkward relationship with your coworkers afterward, potentially, if you run into them. You don't necessarily have to see them constantly because you don't work there anymore. If you go to school, right? Like the people that you graduate high school with... You're going to think, like, we're going to be friends forever or whatever. And then in two years, you're going to see them making sushi in the food court. And you're going to be like, "Uh, Jesse, how you doing? And they're going to take a second to remember who you are and be like, I'm all right. I'm making sushi now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, and to me, what marriage is, is it's the hall of justice. So.
1: (laughs) It's very cold. (laughs) No. And Superman lives there. Yeah.
0: No, 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 no. That's the Fortress of Solitude. Oh, yeah. The League of Justice. (laughs) In the Hall of Justice. Are so you, you've got all of these like because everybody's the hero of their own narrative, yeah. um, and so you have a foundational idea of what is true, what is right, and what is good for mankind. Mm-hmm. And I won't say the American way because there are the Atlanteans. You've got the Amazonians. You know, the, everybody's got their own perspective, but what you think is good for all of humankind and the, the Earth in and general. The aliens, yes. depending. Well, yeah, I think they have. They have an alien, and well, Superman, John
1: Johns. Yes,
0: <laughs> he's the one I'm thinking yeah.
1: of. <laughs> John <laughs> Val Jones.
0: All of the Justice League individually has their own fights to to. They've got their own worlds. They go out day to day and they do their thing. But when they come back to the Hall of Justice, no matter how they agree or disagree on how things are, um, uh, should be done or what should be, um, you know, put focus on the the mandate of the hall of justice is clear that it is what is agreed to be true and right and good for the world. Hmm. And so you've got your little membership club (laughs) ring and you go in and you, you have that home base of, of comfort and a certain baseline idea of what the world should be. Hmm. And uh, you go out and execute, uh, be it in a Superman way or a Batman way or an Aquaman way and uh, or a Wonder Woman way and and the world is good and safe and and contained
1: hmm. yeah yeah that's legit yeah yeah so, that's it
0: i would say will has to find his justice
1: league You <laughs> got <laughs> gonna find like five or six other dudes and wonder woman <laughs> and get them to write your vows with you <laughs> yeah it's it's interesting that he mentions having to make vows and speeches and shit right because i don't know so so i'm officiating their wedding Okay. Also, this is an extra detail. Um, I don't, like, I've been to a lot of weddings. I don't know that it's necessarily the job of the bride and groom to give speeches. Like, I know they... They do. Yeah.
0: It depends on how you do it, right?
1: Yeah. I I think I I often see, like, they'll give a speech. Yeah. And, like, mostly everything else is, like, everybody in their life showering love on them, right? Yeah. So I think in that sense, like, what I, I guess what I'm trying to say is don't stress about writing thousand speeches because like people are not there to see you be a master orator they're there to like tell you that they love you and encourage you and support yeah. you like well especially
0: yeah. when you have uh, like my brother-in-law did our wedding and it was phenomenal And my mm. mom was like can he do our wedding <laughs> he's he's done like three or four of them he's really nice. really good
1: at it um is it his job or is he just good at it
0: he's a linguistics uh, and philosophy major so nice. uh, he's just good at it <laughs> He's a a PhD. I'm sorry, not
1: major. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) he's a professor. You're still technically a major once you've got your PhD, right? Sure.
0: But I I don't want to undermine his achievements because he stayed in school for very many years. So
1: he's a love doctor.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But uh, so my husband officiated his wedding.
1: Cool.
0: And oh, God, can I just say, like, he really said the bar high cause Tim did such a good job on ours. So like Michael was like, well, I don't want to do something really good cause me. And so he did this whole thing of like, I, I don't even know the piece of music. I wish I did. But, uh, there is an or- orchestral piece where, um, there are two separate uh, melodies that play at the same time, and when they overlap, mm. they create a new melody together, cool. uh, which cannot right. be heard uh, separately. Like, it's only with those two things combining mm. in a specific way that it, it creates certain um, frequencies and such that, that they meld together into a new melody.
1: That's cool. Yeah. It's like a counterpoint kind of thing.
0: Yeah, it's a really great metaphor. And so, like, as a wedding gift, he framed
1: nice. the,
0: the sheet music for it. That's beautiful. But almost like a fuck off, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? Like I can do all the emotions sit in this to you.
1: <laughs> it's it's a beautiful way to upstage someone. That's a very Instagram
0: mentality. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like that. I definitely think about that. Like I, I don't know. I mean, Teffer and I will get married eventually when we have the budget for it. Is mm-hmm. basically where we're at. We're like we have a kid. We live together we're common law in Quebec. We're good on that front. Uh, we we don't care if the church thinks we're married. So yeah. for us, like, the only reason we want to get married is so we can have a big wedding. <laughs> and so that I can go, my wife! <laughs> because, you know, actually, Will, have you thought about just doing Borat impressions as your best? It's an option. <laughs> Amanda's going to kill me. It's a horrible option, but it's an option.
0: <laughs> I very much wanted, uh, there was a Clarence Darrow impersonator uh-huh. that I wanted to officiate our wedding. <laughs>
1: Was this someone you, like, realistically could have had access to? I think so. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> I looked into it. I think he was expensive. So. There was some reason. Oh, no, I think because Tim volunteered and we were like, that probably makes more sense. But right. There was a part of me was like, Clarence Darrow impersonator. Can't believe it's real. Yeah. Kind of great. <laughs>
1: That's amazing. I, like, we, we have so many friends who are, like, ministers or are, like, you know, in in seminary that we're like huh, uh, maybe we should just get julian <laughs>
0: <laughs> right
1: but then we you know then i'd be worried that all of the people who are actually seminarians and and will be able to do it and like won't have to do nearly as much paperwork to do it because you know they, they've got it all, all kind of figured out already like i worry that they'd all be insulted you know right. i don't know
0: it's, it's a lot of diplomacy yeah putting a wedding together oh i
1: know i'm, I'm really looking forward to the drama <laughs> <laughs> but first we have to have like thousands of dollars because we want to do it good you know yeah like when you're when you've decided that you're only getting married so that you can have a ridiculous wedding you wait until you can afford to have a ridiculous wedding
0: yeah because I, I was not one that I needed like a a big I didn't have a lot of like like bride dreams sure, or anything yeah. like that but I was like this is the biggest party I'll ever have in my yeah. life this is my only opportunity in life to be like, old edwardian like dame like
1: (laughs) this is the only chance i have to meet clarence darrow (laughs) right
0: like i can do anything
1: yeah and i'm gonna have everyone i know in one room i can do anything it's a lot of power it
0: really is and
1: like people kind of have to let you be on your bullshit yeah it's your wedding yeah yeah will and amanda are having a harry potter themed wedding adorable i am like i'm excited to see what this ends up like physically looking like
0: i mean that gives you easy parallel for vows that's true you could do a sorting hat where only the two of you uh sort into the same place oh that's fun yeah (laughs) that could be a vow
1: that's true can i voice the sorting hat i think as the efficient i kind of like by default would voice the sorting hat right
0: well first you have to get an animatronics maker you gotta do it right
1: (laughs) i'll find someone
0: a voice modulator and then you put it in and then yes all the names go in and the only their names come out and then the sorting hat declares that the two of them are meant to be
1: but it like really waffles for a while yeah. it's like oh i don't know i think will's maybe supposed to go to slytherin mm, i don't know if he's gonna get married today Ah, i'm a sassy little hat and then eventually he's like all right stop it i see i
0: don't know why i'm not an imagineer i could do so much great work
1: Oh, it's your true calling in life it really is oh, i feel that <laughs> but yeah i i think like long and short of it um make them heartfelt remember that this day is about you uh so you know don't feel a little pressured to do stuff just because it's tradition like do find find something that works
0: yeah that was like uh, the only thing that tripped me up uh in my wedding planning was that uh because most of it was was quite fun um and and not too difficult it's a lot of decisions which is taxing mm-hmm. and that kind of wears you down um uh, but i i know my husband to be somebody who um very much wants to make sure that everybody's having a good time is very comfortable and also somebody who's very locked into an idea once it is proposed is he a uh, virgo I, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> i nearly killed him at some point in our <laughs> wedding planning uh where we had this the, the epic table scenario oh, where um we had discussed Sighted on these square tables with like square plates and I thought it looked very geometric and cool Very minor decision Dumb thing doesn't matter Uh, but I knew the girl who was like the venue manager kept Mm -hmm. drawing the tables as circles and I was like I know that they're square. I have a feeling michael does not Mm -hmm. Realize that they're still square tables, but what could it possibly matter? It doesn't Mm -hmm. so Carry on and then, uh, we were doing some seating charts of like who would sit at each table. And I was like, oh, it might be a little awkward if they're like on the edge and you have like a married couple kind of split up on the corner. It's not a big deal, but <laughs> like, you know, maybe shuffle them over and then put the singles on the side.
1: Right. Wait, how many people could sit around each square table?
0: I don't know. They were quite big. It was more than four. Yeah. Okay. No, okay. They, they were big. I think there were like three to a side or something like Oh, that. okay. Yeah. And Michael's was like, oh, but the tables are round. Uh I was like, "No, they're square." She she's just drawing them as round because it's easier, and she's just placing the tables out. But they are square tables. And then he's like, "We can't do this. We can't have this. We need round tables so that they can all sit and won't you know like I'm like they are grown up people and they will learn to sit and eat wherever they're placed.
1: Uh huh. Uh huh. Does not matter.
0: (laughs) I cannot talk to you." For two hours, <laughs> I'm going to go do the dishes, and we're not going to discuss
1: this. <laughs> oh, no. So did you have round tables in the end? No. Nice.
0: <laughs> but uh, I, I think he realized he was just getting caught up in, mm-hmm. and trying to make sure that everybody met expectations. Sure, yeah. Um, but I, I lost my mind at that point.
1: <laughs> yeah. God, the, the seating at weddings is something that I like... Mm, it's it's so stressful Mm. and yet like I'm 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 at a point in my life right now where like I've just recently enough learned that like you don't owe anything to anyone yeah you know especially at your own wedding sure but I've learned it recently enough that like I'm still being aggressive about it. And I think by the time I get married, I'll have settled a little bit sure. into like sort of mellow adulthood. Cause right now I'm at the stage of adulthood where I'm like, I'm learning the right lessons and fuck everyone who doesn't get it. <laughs> and And I think that by the time we get married, it'll be like, you know, okay, like, you know, it doesn't super matter if everybody is mad. But right now, if I was planning a wedding, I would just be like, if you're going to have a problem with where you're sitting, you don't have to come to my wedding. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think that was my overall attitude. It wasn't that hard to do seating. The only thing that would have been tricky is like who sits at your table. But sure. we did a sweetheart table. So we mm. were the only two sitting at it. Smart. And then every, like, we just ended up wandering around.
1: Oh, that's the thing I wonder about because, like, sometimes people put families at their tables. Yeah. And, like, I don't have much of that. And Tefer has a ton of that. Yeah. So I suspect eventually we'll, when we do this, we, we might have, like, a family table that's close to the head table. Yeah. And like, i cause I think the thing that makes the most sense with head tables is like at most your parents from your family mm-hmm. and then like any siblings who are in the wedding party. Right. But like the wedding party should be at the head table because they're designated, like they're here to facilitate the evening kind of, you know, they're the mm-hmm. people you chose as much as it's hard for your family to understand that you didn't necessarily choose them to be at the wedding. Right. Yeah. Like even your immediate family, like, you know, <laughs>
0: Sweetheart table. Good loophole.
1: Yeah. Very good loophole. Yeah. Um, any final words for, for making vows?
0: Uh, for vows specifically? No, but I, I will say, uh, one of the things I did at my wedding that was a, uh, just looking for wedding tips. Uh, I had, um, Legos at all the tables mm-hmm. so that anybody who didn't know each other could like kind of build stuff together and be able to, kind of open up conversations.
1: That's cool. Yeah.
0: So I had like little uh Chinese food boxes and they said build yourself a foundation of love or a robot <laughs> and then everybody built these robots with penises and then tried to give them back to us. Of course, yeah. As you do. <laughs> but it, it was like a really nice way of people like, Oh, do you have a blue pe do you have a long piece? You know, so it was something for people to kind of do and meet and talk over. So right. I do recommend.
1: Yeah. We
0: had a very good wedding.
1: It is good to have like something to do at the table, mm-hmm. certainly. I, yeah, I've, I've been to lots of weddings where there was not anything to do at the table. And then you're just like waiting for so long till oh something God. happens.
0: I went to this Greek Orthodox wedding that was the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life. The ceremony was like three hours long, uh, which is fine. Uh But you know, like I should know this up front, right? Um, but also, like, plan food accordingly. So by the time we got to the reception, they wouldn't let us in the room. I don't know. And I'm like, I'm so hungry, I'm going to die. And then uh, they open up the room. They did not. They did every speech, every dance, every single. It was like six hours before they ever got to food. Oh. And then my friend, who was a vegetarian, they had no vegetarian no. options. So he just had like a carrot. Oh.
1: It has been a nice carrot.
0: Saddest fucking thing I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. We're about to eat each other. Oh like, what is happening? Oh. Why is this so long?
1: <laughs> I'm like, so so. Will and Amanda are getting married at a venue I've been to before. And uh, the last time I was at this venue, there there were two two food options, right? Uh, maybe a third that was vegetarian that I didn't pay attention to because fuck that. There, But there was the beef and the pork. Mm-hmm. And apparently the pork was also very good, but... You know, I'm one with the beef, and the beef was a like braised beef short rib that had been like, m- like soaking for like a thousand hours or something. Sure, no exaggeration. I think about this beef at least once a week. It is, I think, <laughs> the best meat I've ever eaten in my life. Yeah, to the point where I messaged the, um, the groom from that wedding when Will told me where they were having the wedding, and was like, Hey, uh, Alex, did you guys get married here? Because uh, I think I'm officiating a wedding here. And he was like, That's the place. Did they get the beef? <laughs> Apparently, people talk to him about that beef.
0: Oh my god! Like
1: also weekly, they got married like five years ago.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing.
1: So I'm I'm stoked to get some of that beef because apparently it's still on the menu. Mm -hmm. Very excited, Uh, and hopefully it won't be three hours after everything else is done.
0: Yeah. So these are my core takeaways (laughs) of having done a wedding: keep Mm -hmm. the ceremony as short as you possibly can. Sure. If you can have the the wedding, like the ceremony and the reception, on the same site,
1: mm-hmm.
0: oh, not always doable, which is totally understandable. But it's nice if you can. Yeah. I did a brunch and it was all in one spot, and uh, the brunch was nice because it wasn't like you were doing stuff all day, like having mm-hmm. your hair done. I had an egg McMuffin. Hell yeah. I threw on a dress. My friend <laughs> did a thing with my hair, and we went and went straight into it. And nice. then we did the the brunch thing, and then afterward, if they wanted to go out drinking, they did it. And uh, we went back to our hotel. We were, like, exhausted. That's a really good, but, like, short mm-hmm. ceremony. Get food into people, like, immediately. Yeah. They don't care about your shit. They don't care about your speeches. No. They don't care about any of the, this business until they have food in them.
1: That's the thing. Like, there's there's nothing. Look, a good waiter at a wedding can serve the food to the guests without distracting from whatever's going on, on yep. the on the stage or whatever. Yeah. You should have the food coming out as soon as people are done filing in. Maybe even before that. Maybe at the beginning, have some bread on the table. Yeah, buffet. Something, yeah. Just
0: Mm. buffet it. Then you got everybody, they get what they want. Get onto your little (laughs) table. Then you do whatever it is you need to do. That's
1: it. They don't even get to sit down until they've gone to the buffet first.
0: Because it turns out your friends do not give a shit about you until (laughs) they are...
1: I actively hate my friends until I eat food in the morning. Exactly. Every morning I take the angriest shower and I curse out every single person I know Mm -hmm. while I'm showering and then I come out and I have a snack and I'm like, oh, I love everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: basically murdersville until (laughs) food is in people.
1: Yeah. As it should be.
0: Those are my thoughts on weddings.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Good luck to Will and Amanda.
0: Good luck. Congratulations. Can't
1: wait to eat your beef. (laughs) We have a little bit of time. So we're going to dive into uh, our newest segment that we debuted last week. Am I the asshole? Ah, uh, yes, <laughs> probably, probably. I feel like if you're writing into "Am I the asshole," which is uh, for for anyone who doesn't know, it is a subreddit called uh, Reddit.com/slash/r/slash Am I the asshole? I'm still figuring out how Reddit works, um, <laughs> and essentially, people write in with a scenario mm-hmm. uh, and ask people like to solve a conflict for them. I guess tell yeah. them whether they're the asshole or not. So, <laughs> you know, I figure. We are good people to dissect these things.
0: I'm often the asshole, but I recognize it.
1: (laughs) Me too, right? Like, that's the way it should be. Um, So, without further ado, this one comes from uh, Reddit user Burrito The Burrito Thief ATX. There we go. Probably the asshole. Probably the asshole. (laughs) Am I the asshole for eating the whole burrito and not wanting to apologize? First impressions, yes.
0: Wait, his own? No, first impressions, no.
1: Yeah, hang on. own burrito? Let's get some context here. Yeah. Me and my girlfriend have a good thing going, and on weekends that we stay in, we usually partake in some of the devil's lettuce while watching movies. On this particular night, we decided to order some food. She doesn't eat as much as me, so we usually just share something, and I'll eat 70% to her 30%. So we get this big-ass burrito to share. I'm high as a kite, and I proceed to eat the whole thing without even a thought of sharing. I completely forgot we were sharing. I think it's because burritos are so handheld. I just never put it down. As soon as I finish, she proceeds to get super pissed at me. Obviously, I definitely did make a mistake. The thing is, she watched me down the whole thing and didn't say a word. If she had simply tapped me on the shoulder, I would have of course shared the burrito. She acknowledges that she saw me making the mistake but didn't say anything. Like it was some kind of test. I did say sorry and that I was willing to pay for more food for her. I thought we would laugh it off, but it was clear that she wanted a huge heartfelt apology, which I made clear I am not willing to give. My unwillingness to give said heartfelt apology is putting a strand on our relationship. I'm not sure if this is a hill worth dying on, but it seems so illogical for her to notice and not say anything while it was happening. So here I am, possibly about to lose a girlfriend of three years over a burrito. Am I the asshole? I mean, there's fault
0: on both sides, (laughs) but I feel like it's... If you're gonna end a three-year relationship, it's indicative of behaviors <laughs> that are probably wrong on both sides. My, uh, that are more important <laughs> than the burrito.
1: Yeah, my feeling is like, okay, when you're smoking the weeds, mm-hmm. when you're when you're consuming the devil's lettuce, yes. um, and also when you're watching a movie, both of those things I find can make it hard to address something that's going on with another person if it's bothering you. So yeah. I can absolutely. I, I don't know how. I don't know how this guy's girlfriend, like, deals with anxiety and stuff around, like, being high. But, like, for me, if I was stoned and watching a movie with with Tefer and she was eating all of something that I wanted, I think I probably, I can totally see a situation where I would feel too awkward because I am stoned and get into my own head and just watch her eat the thing. Mm. And also because of the movie, I can see a situation where, like... Again, this is a, like, stoned paranoia thing happening where I'm too high to, like, feel like I'm allowed to interrupt the movie to tell her that I want to eat the food. Oof. You know?
0: I, yeah, you're <laughs> an anxious high person.
1: I, I mean, um, I'm not always. No, uh, but, yeah. But, like, it can happen, right?
0: But also I can see in, in that being high <coughs> and just eating nonstop mindlessly.
1: Sure, yeah.
0: Um <laughs> So I, that adds a layer of complexity that might just be amplifying two different behaviors that are indicative of both of their personalities right. uh, that do lead to conflict
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know i feel like this guy's not the asshole for eating a whole burrito because like he says like this like a burrito is a thing i never want to share a burrito in my life is, is what well, it comes down to for me
0: dick was ordering one burrito, one burrito to yeah. share.
1: <laughs> that's a mistake that's, that's awful. the
0: error yeah
1: I think they're both assholes for ordering one burrito.
0: <laughs> Why would you do
1: that? <laughs> That's it, right? Like, like it's one thing if you're passing a tub of ice cream back and forth. Yeah. If it's, like, established, we have, a like, a pint of ice cream. Although, Tefer and I were having some conflict over that for a while. So now, whenever we buy ice cream, we just buy two.
0: Right. No, I, yeah. uh, Michael and I with a similar thing where girl Scout cookies, I would never get any. Right. And, and so now we just get two boxes because mm. I will not eat them at the rate that he does.
1: That's exactly it. Right. If, if you're if you're with someone who can eat at the exact same pace as you, you can share stuff. Yeah. But like no one's like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do that cut it up in half before you start, mm-hmm. then you know where the line is.
1: Especially with a burrito, which mm-hmm. like, as he points out, is handheld. You don't put down a burrito, no. right? Once you start, you don't, like, like, like anything handheld, I do not put down once I've started eating it yeah. to a fault. This
0: is where a living document of relationship terms, you write in a new amendment saying <laughs> two burritos never shared.
1: Yeah. I vow to always buy two of a takeout item yes. so that we can both have some. Yeah, yeah. But well, that's it. I, so I don't know.
0: It's uh, about recognizing your own failings.
1: Yeah. So so I think like it sounds like he <laughs> he is willing to recognize like yeah I, I you know if I had known that she wanted this burrito I would have shared it. But, but he a,
0: knew that. But he was high. Well,
1: that's the thing, right? Because they were both high. I feel like.
0: And she knew that. That she should have stopped him yeah and she said it as much but she was high
1: yeah that's it if they were sober and had this exact situation i would say no she is the asshole yeah they're for, for,
0: equally uh would i mm. at fault i think
1: wait who would be the asshole if they were sober if he just ate a whole thing and she watched him eat it like a test yeah no no she would be the asshole
0: no they both be the asshole
1: well yeah because they got one breed. yes <laughs> yeah the problem
0: is they got one burrito. Why would they do that? And it was probably some sort of thing where maybe he felt judged by her, like, that, oh, well, she's just going to have a little bit, and I'm, maybe I'm not that hungry, so I shouldn't feel like I'm going to eat the whole burrito. But yeah. you're getting high and watching a movie. You're going to eat the whole burrito.
1: Yeah.
0: I eat a full Chipotle burrito even though it hurts i get down to the bottom inch and i'm like i am done but it's only an inch so i'm definitely finishing this sucker like
1: yeah well that's it like you i don't know i i have so much trouble like i i have trouble with people like not getting enough food i guess
0: yeah from, this is my takeout place this is going to be heavily tainted by the perspective of like who you are and what your particular issues are. Yeah. But I think if I were to judge it fairly and equally, they are both equally at fault and they both just need to like apologize and never do that again.
1: Yeah, exactly. This is a learning experience. Yes. If nothing else, like, yeah, like he, he, it, yeah, he said he was sorry. She acknowledged that like she didn't, you know, really give him a chance to do the right thing. They were both stoned. I feel like this is something that like, they should, they should be okay. Yeah, hopefully. But yeah, absolutely. Don't fucking order one burrito. That's some weak shit.
0: But if it, it's <laughs> touching like a sweet spot where she feels like he's not uh, considering her needs as much, and using this mm-hmm. as like a proof of concept for that, right? Um, it's which I feel like bigger. is yeah the 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 bigger issue. But maybe it's because she doesn't. Vocalize them often enough, or maybe it was just she was high and didn't do it that time, and it's just grinding on her or something. Yeah. like that could be a larger pebble in the shoe. Um, but I, I mm, yeah, on its surface, the, this individual act seems uh, on both of them.
1: Yeah, that's it. I, yeah, that, no, you don't. Yeah, you don't. You don't try to share one burrito. No, you, you don't. Get, do you
0: it. put your big girl panties on, and you're like, you eat too fast. I get my own shit.
1: Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the solution ultimately, right? Like even if he decides to suck it up and give her the heartfelt apology that she wants, but like maybe he needs to give her based on like other things in the relationship, not this individual situation, but like you were saying, if it's built on more, like maybe he does need to sit down and be like, Hey, sometimes I don't consider you as much as I should. And I'm going to work on that. And I'm sorry. The solution on a practical level to this problem is let's order two burritos from now on.
0: Yeah, because it, it's never just one burrito no. of a problem.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and, and ultimately, if it's true that like if it's true that when not super stoned, he would eat seventy percent of a burrito and she would eat thirty percent, boom, you've got a full burritos worth of leftover burrito that you guys can eat tomorrow, mm-hmm. and that's great. Yep, and and that's the thing about takeout is that you're if you're already justifying buying takeout. You can afford to pay a little extra, yeah, and get enough for both of you.
0: I mean, how much is a burrito?
1: Oh, you know, <laughs> don't get me started. All right. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes shit's too expensive. All right, I do get we have
0: that. Time for another one of these?
1: Ah, uh, if you want, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. into it. Cool. Another, another. Am I the asshole, or do yeah, you want to do yeah. a turtle
0: butt? Uh, either way.
1: Cool. Let's do another. Am I the asshole? Uh, let's get whatever the most recent one, brand new, posted just now. Just so now, a fresh week ago. <laughs>
0: Oh God! This is not a popular thread. No,
1: well, no, no, A week ago, by the time this comes out, I oh, mean. I see. All right, am I the asshole for steering a customer away who wasn't going to buy anything? I work in a mom and pop shoe store. <laughs> not a thing. We do minor, we do minor gate analysis, gait analysis, g a i t analysis, and recommend footwear to accommodate the customers. We also sell a few pieces of athletic clothing. Uh, oh, also, this comes from Reddit user Rainfrew. Uh, let's see. A few months back, a customer came in and was looking at shirts. I go up to help, and he said, I'm just getting the info to buy it online. I said, well, that's kind of annoying. (laughs) Uh Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He asked asked why, and I responded with, because we're a small local business, and buying online is what puts us out of business. He said, but you don't have my size. To which I responded, oh, we can order it for you. But he said something to the effect of, not anymore, and walked out. I was immediately flustered and apologetic, but he bounced. I mean, why would you blatantly say you're going to go buy online? That's it. That's all. That's all the info he gives.
0: Um, yeah, he's the asshole.
1: I think so, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, and this is going to be a controversial opinion, gate analysis is bullshit.
1: Okay. <laughs> I am not a person who, uh, look, I got big feet. I often settle for whatever shoes the store will sell me that fit my feet Mm -hmm. uh, because I don't want to spend 80 plus dollars on shoes. So I'm not a person who thinks about what shoes I wear very much. So what is gait analysis?
0: So this is a thing that they do with like running shoes. Mm -hmm. So they see if you pronate or, um, and okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other one. Um, so they, they look at your gait and they try to like match you up with a shoe. Turns out Shoe store salesmen, not doctors. Oh. So, <laughs> really? I know. It's <laughs> mind-blowing. So I don't believe their assessment of, like, and the just off-the-shelf shoes that you're buying of just foam on the bottom of a rubber thing, mm-hmm. like... It, it's just strap foam to your feet. There right. might be some that are for pronation or something like maybe you could hit those broad strokes. But this is not like <laughs> some kind sort of like orthopedic science coming back at you in some way that's going to revolutionize your life. Right. It's kind of bullshit. Like they used to do in shoe stories, like when they first invented um, x-rays, you go like x-ray your feet and you can look at the bones on the inside and like, oh, look how they fit in their shoes. Like it's the same bullshit. There was somebody who takes a camera and watches you on a treadmill and goes, oh, you need aces. Like it's the dumbest shit in the world. You just wear shoes and you find ones that you like. The guy at the shoe store is not some sort of Merlin of shoe assessment. There's nothing he's going to be able to tell you about the way you walk that is dramatically different from every other human being on Earth unless it's like you don't have one leg, but in that case, I don't think he knows what to do.
1: Well, he sells you both shoes because he can't give you one shoe. Right. <laughs> and he argues with you about it probably. Right. Yeah.
0: So already fuck off shoe yeah, guy yeah wow um but also like if i were that customer and i was like you don't have my size i can't buy it now but i can get it at amazon that's a fault of your not being able to meet the demands of your customer base so right. you could have at least given them like a good positive experience that make make them want to contribute to your business but you didn't you said fuck off dude go off into the vapor I build no relationship with you or my community go to the internet as you plan to do in the first place I will not venture to change your mind so shoe Merlin could go fuck off
1: (laughs) just to play the devil's lawyer for half a second Uh I will say it's a bold move to tell someone in a store that you're just looking at their products so that you can decide to buy it online later
0: it's honest
1: it's honest but the thing is like it does feel a little rude like like the, what I have done in those situations is said, like, I'm just browsing.
0: You had the decency to lie to them.
1: Uh, well, yeah, honestly. But, like, I, I feel like if you...
0: Thus not giving them an opportunity to say we could order it and you could pick it up, like, tomorrow true. or give them a timeline. Yeah. So you were robbing them of the opportunity to do the best that they can to service your needs.
1: That's true. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like...
0: Much like Burrito Girl. <laughs> We would all benefit from a little bit more honesty and outspokenness. Yeah,
1: that's that's legit. You know, maybe I need to just start telling people that I'm never going to buy things from their stores and I'm just walking around the hardest. There's like a really like bougie as fuck, Um, like kitchen and house stuff store like up the road from us. Uh, that's, like, very our neighborhood and very, like, you know, oh, buy this, like, nice salad bowl or, like, a big clock for your wall. And it's all, like, shit you don't need, but, mm-hmm. like, you could get, like, a functional version for, like, a quarter of the price, but it's fun, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes I walk in there just because I'm, like, I, I don't have the budget, but I want to look around and, yeah. you know, look at some nice stuff that I can't buy and occasionally splurge, and they always ask, like, can I help you find anything? And I'm always like, oh no, it's okay. I'm just browsing. And like, I always feel bad. Cause like, I don't think they know that I'm definitely never going to buy anything. But you, you know? said
0: like occasionally splurge. So there is a potential that you might buy something if it was like worthwhile enough. If I had the budget, right? that's the
1: thing. It's like, I always look at stuff in there and I want it. But, so like, you
0: could be a potential future customer. That's
1: true. Yeah. But I always feel bad, you know, cause like nine times out of ten i'm not gonna buy anything in there because
0: you're allowed to go look around i mean yeah how many empty shopping carts does every website in the world have that is a potential customer and that's Mm. enough
1: that's true how many people like a facebook post but don't listen to a podcast episode there you go yeah those people are the asshole (laughs)
0: no you're doing the shoe guy mistake (laughs) don't be shoe merlin well that's kind of annoying
1: (laughs) that brings us to the end of our show for this week adrian this is fun yeah absolutely (laughs) i feel like when it's when it's us it gets like that like i like two on two on two one on one yeah yeah
0: yeah that's when i get mad at random shit
1: yeah i feel like there's also just like a fun energy yeah
0: yeah we should fire everyone
1: yeah everybody's gone (laughs) fuck this I can't, I
0: can't it's funny because we,
1: we were supposed to have a guest tonight and they just never showed up so i don't know I, I i really hope they're okay like yeah. i hope i don't get an email tomorrow that's like i'm so sorry i got in a bus crash and instead they just write back like shit sorry i was stoned or like <laughs> you know something else you know well, anyway you never know best wishes to that person and you know hopefully they're all right
0: we were fine anyway
1: yeah we rocked it <laughs> If you like this episode, consider supporting us on Patreon. Like we said earlier, it's a good way to, you know, fund us.
0: (laughs) That's true. That is the way to fund us. (laughs) I mean, you could just give me money on the street. That's possible. Just let me know what it's for. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, they'll just waste it on liquor and women.
1: chloris leachman impersonators what was the person's name clarence, <laughs>
0: clarence Darrow. but i wish to god i've been a chloris leachman impersonator if i could have gotten a chloris leachman impersonator to officiate my wedding holy shit i would have been all over that would have taken a little bit of convincing but <laughs> oh my god would i have loved that
1: we have merch <laughs> You can click the merch link in the description to get all sorts of great stuff from our lovely friends over at TeePublic, and you can support us for free by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts, and if you leave a review on iTunes in the month of June, you're going to force me to give money to a charity, like I said earlier. And you got to know I'm not a charitable person.
0: (laughs) You can't even buy a clock.
1: I can't even buy a fucking clock! But I can donate money to the Trevor Project. Share this episode with a friend who's getting married,
0: and once a Cloris Leachman impersonator.
1: Share this episode with Cloris Leachman. Is Cloris Leachman alive?
0: She, I believe so. As I last checked, she was, and she's amazing.
1: <laughs> share this episode with someone who needs to learn how to share their burritos also. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Seriously, dude. And and if you are you share this person with a person who uh, does gate analysis and needs to reevaluate their shit.
1: Yeah, let Adrian yell at them for you. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at Dan with Talking and each of us individually, am at Tonza
0: At Boxless Thoughts. Do
1: you have anything to plug bearing in mind this comes out June eighteenth?
0: Yeah, the theater's all on hiatus, so I think right, I'm Right, I guess it's I'm like Fringe good. and stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Go see some Fringe shows. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, the, it, it's a musical. Uh, a bunch of my friends are in it. Uh, I, go
1: see that. Is Howard in that one? Yes, he is. Ah, Howard Mitnick from Gateway Wow. All those consonants just fused into Ellis. Howard oh. Mitnick from Gateway Music. <laughs> there you go. One of our sister shows here on the network. He's in that. That'll be fun.
0: Lots of good people are in that. Yeah. All right, well, special thanks to Crackers and Jam for letting us use the title track off their EP Benson as our theme music. You can find all of their music for sale at and crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. And this show was produced and edited, and hopefully that part... <laughs> This show is produced and edited by Tom Zalatni for That's the Upford Network. You can find out about all of our great shows at UpfordNetwork.com.
1: <laughs> uh, see you guys next week. Bye. <laughs> I really thought that was going to resolve and then it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's going yeah, to see you Yeah, it's going to see you. I Benson Joe, Benson Joe, Benson Joe, do Benson I'm Julian McKenzie, co-host of the Scrum Podcast, a sports show I'm doing with my podcasting partner in crime, Tristan Damore, on the Upford Network. Every week, we analyze something different from the Canadian sports media landscape. Lack of diversity, getting a job in the field, coverage of different sports, and answering some of the harder questions. Through a combination of back-and-forth discussion and high-profile guest interviews, we're aiming to figure out exactly what's up in the world of sports. Find us wherever podcasts are sold. iTunes, Stitcher... Google Play, SoundCloud, Message in a Bottle, Morse Code, Telegram, Singing Telegram, Target, Walgreens, Bird's Nest, Dad's Shed, uh, and a crowded convention center bathroom. Hi, I'm Howard Mitnick, host of Gateway Music. Join me as I talk with people about the artists and albums that changed their lives, and about the artists and albums that changed mine. Available on the Upford Network and wherever you get your podcasts.